Jane and the rest, who continued to be well, were allowed to ramble in the woods like gypsies. They lived better, too, as Mr. Brocklehurst had been driven away by fear of infection. Jane never tired of Helen Burns, who evinced for her a quiet and faithful friendship, which ill-humour never soured. But Helen fell sick, not as the others of typhus, but of consumption, which in Jane's ignorance she understood as something mild which time and care would soon alleviate. You came to bid me goodbye, then. You are just in time, probably. No. No, Helen. There is nothing to grieve about. We all must die one day. And my illness is not painful. My mind is at rest. I have faith that I am going to God. <coughs> How comfortable I am. That last fit of coughing has tired me a little. I feel as if I could sleep. But don't leave me, Jane. I like to have you near me. I'll stay with you, dear Helen. After an investigation prompted by the advent of typhus, Mr. Brocklehurst was aided in the discharge of his duties by gentlemen of rather more enlarged and sympathizing minds, and the school thus improved became in time a truly useful and noble institute. When Miss Temple, her favorite teacher, left to be married, Jane remembered that the real world was wide and that a varied field of hopes and fears awaited those who had the courage to go forth into its expanse, seeking real knowledge of life amidst its perils. Her vacations were still spent at school. Mrs. Reed had never sent for her. Neither she nor any of her family had ever been to visit her. Jane gasped for liberty, for change and stimulus. She decided to advertise. J.E. is requested to send references, name and address, and all particulars to Mrs. Fairfax, Thornfield, near Milcott. Hmm, an elderly lady's writing. Beautifully written. My own hand does not compare, but as what I write in my diary is for my eyes alone. Let me see, what is my last entry? After eight years at Lowood, both as pupil and now for the past two years as teacher, it is time for me to take up a new servitude where my excellent education can be put to good use elsewhere. Miss Temple is married to her reverend. Mrs. Reed, as my natural guardian, in her reply for her permission, has written that I may do as I please. A phase of my life is closing today, a new one opening tomorrow. How do you do, my dear? I'm afraid you've had a tedious ride. John drives so slowly. Mrs. Fairfax, I suppose? Yes, you're right. Come to the fire and sit down. You must be cold. I'll see that your luggage is carried into your room. Shall I have the pleasure of seeing Miss Fairfax tonight? Miss Fairfax? Oh, you mean Miss Varon? Varon is the name of your future pupil. She is not my daughter. I have no family. I am so glad you are come. It will be quite pleasant living here now with a companion. 
to be sure it is pleasant at any time, for Thornfield, though rather neglected of late, is a fine old hall. And this autumn, little Adele Varon and her nurse came. Her child makes the house come alive all at once. And now you are here, I shall be quite gay. <laughs> but I'll not keep you sitting up late tonight. You must be tired. I'll take you to your room. Mrs. Fairfax took her candle, and Jane followed her upstairs. A very chill and vault-like air pervaded the stairs and gallery. Jane was glad to find her own small chamber more cheerful. When she awoke, it was broad day. Jane dressed herself with her usual care. She was solicitous to be neat, and to please as much as her want of beauty would permit. She thought it was her misfortune to be so little and so pale.